All right, welcome back to the Frost Buddy podcast. I am your host, Brock Moser, also the co-founder of Frost Buddy. I know I've been gone for a while, but had some trade shows, had some trips, just some normal entrepreneur things, I guess. Uh, took me a little, little bit away from the podcast, but we're back, and I have a super, super exciting show because we have Julie Hill on here, and Julie Hill is a is it co-founder of. Is that right, Julie? I I am, yes. Co-founder of Ginger Ales. And um, it's a super awesome business, uh, super awesome business model as well. Um, And so we're definitely going to dive a little further into it. But I guess, you know, before we get started, Julie, you just want to kind of give us a small little rundown of what Ginger Ales is so that I don't botch that up. Absolutely. Uh, Ginger Ales is a drive-through drink shop that offers 2.8 septillion different drink options. So we offer (laughs) sodas, teas, lemonades, coffees, smoothies, frappes. Um, And then we also have uh, almost 80 different flavors to add to those items, including 35 being sugar-free products. Then we also offer snacks um, as well including some fun things like uh, donut breakfast sandwiches and and giant cheesecake stuffed pretzels. Wow. Okay, I got to go back. I got to go back already. Did you say sep- septillion? Can I, septillion. Did I get right? Brock, there are, more drink, there are more drink options at ginger ales than there are humans on the planet or drops of water in the ocean. Uh, okay okay <laughs> so this is this is shocking me a little more than this is not how I thought this is gonna go but I just I'm so just dumbfounded by this and I think people are too like how on earth can you have that many options we that actually does not even include any of our specialty waters soda or uh, coffees or frappes that is only our drinks that are uh, we have coke and pepsi products lemonades and teas and because of all of the options that someone could choose a a caramel coke with marshmallow and red raspberry that would uh, there are so many combinations that allow us to be that high (laughs) (laughs) All right, I can. I think I gotta go. I'm gonna have to go to uh, through the drive-through just so that I can get an understanding <laughs> of, uh, of my limitless, literally limitless options. Uh, there are okay. That's that's insane. <laughs> so, oh, I'm just yeah. That's on another level. Uh, I'm most. I'm the most indecisive person ever. So maybe oh, I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't go. I'll be. I'll be sitting there forever. <laughs> <laughs> we have an amazing okay, so, staff that can help you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So I guess for, for everyone that, you know, doesn't know what ginger ale is now, they, now they know a little bit um, about what it is, but let's go back to, you know, the first location is in Alney, Illinois, right? Small town. It is. I'm it's a 500 Illinois, square is... foot building in Alney, Illinois on the East side. Yep. And we... so, you know, the, lo- the population of Alney is around 9,000. Like, mm-hmm. 9,000. Okay. So, so you decide to, you guys decide, Hey, let's put up a drive-through drink building in this tiny town of Alney, Illinois. Like that's going to be a home run. Like, is this what you're, you're like, this is our multi-million dollar idea. Like, is that, is that how it starts? (laughs) It, It honestly did not start out to be that way. Um, 
I, I actually went to school. I have a, I went to graduate school, finished. I was a dietitian and, you know, now I sell sugar and happiness, okay. but, um, I, we started out <laughs> opening, we ran a concession stand. Our girls were very involved in, uh, travel softball and we ran a concession stand simply because we were able to uh, do that and we were at the parks and one night my husband Michael uh, who was a firefighter at the time uh, and I looked at each other and said you know we could do this year round and in 2015 uh, ginger ales came to fruition so we we opened up in 2015 okay, so and we were we were blocking the roadways and decided that we would go ahead and in um, 2018 we opened a second location in a town of 9000 so we so you uh, you were blocking the roadways because the drive through was that packed we were unfortunately yes we we were blocking oh. the main roads consistently <laughs> so Okay, so we sk- so let me just get this. So you go from concessions to you know launching this drive-through drink business. Um, did you start off with septillion I- like ideas, or was it just like a small you know small? It was a smaller first. It, it, that's just. It was a smaller idea. We actually did not even introduce the frappes or the coffees until the last couple of years, and we started out with about thirty flavors. Okay which has grown okay. into the 80. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So is this something that, you know, you guys launched this and it, so it sounds like, did it just like, just boom, just took off instantly? Like just, you know, it, it really took, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it, it took us about three months. We, you know, it's starting out in a small okay. town. We, we, we we utilized social media to create that buzz and um but it did yeah. t- take about 3 months to attain the numbers we wanted we opened in november which isn't a prime time for a drink shop um but yeah. i but, <laughs> but but by 3 in within 3 months we realized we we hit a gold mine yeah that's that's crazy i love it i love it okay so let me just uh, so town of nine thousand, and I, I think I know a little bit of this number, but for everyone else to hear, nine thousand. How many drinks can you possibly sell in a day? Drive-through drinks to a town of nine thousand people. Like it doesn't sound like a sustainable business model. If, if you were to tell someone, yeah, we're gonna make it big on on drive-through drinks. Like I just can't imagine that they're like, oh yeah, town of nine thousand. Cool, you're making what a couple a buck or two on a drink, maybe not even not so how even, many drinks yeah. were you, were you going through? And yeah, I, I mean, maybe what are you? I, I'm going through about 3000 drinks a day <laughs> and that's 3000 large drinks a day. That's not my coffees or my smalls or, or my frappes. Th- I see <laughs> I, on, on an average day, I see about a third of the town. That is just I, I don't even know, like how, it is a hard to know how, how is that even possible? Like a third of the town well, is we, going through this drive-through every day. They are. We are, we are seeing now I, that we do see several people three and four times a day and we tell them we don't judge. We enjoy seeing their yeah. smiling faces. I'll take yeah. anybody's money as long as they're willing to buy a blue do or a marshmallow tea. I love it. <laughs> but we do, we have, we have some solid numbers for a small town. So I think that that is a big seller for us. That's crazy. So then, okay. So you, 
a third of the town's going through. So you open up this other drive through it. And is that, did that start to like instantly like see the same numbers? Like, did it double your numbers? Or Brock, we of- were hoping to cannibalize our business by 30% just because we were blocking Main Street, blocking so to say. But it, uh, we saw about a 12% decrease. And that okay. has now, we're seeing people, we have people from other towns that consistently drive to Olney to visit Ginger Ales. God, that's crazy. So- do you think it's because like like what is driving people to this business? Is it these like crazy wild flavors that just taste like these drinks just taste unbelievable or is it the like what it like okay like like Starbucks, right? They have the the experience like the, right. the you're you're able to chill there, you're able to hang out and like you know obviously Duncan's a little more I guess a little more in the middle as I would say with some drive through but some sometimes you're just in there. What is driving people to Ginger? Like, what is that staple like that you guys are like, yep, this is why you come here? I believe it's a culmination of the speed, the convenience, uh, the the lower price points, uh, the options, and a friendly staff. I really do. Uh, you know, yeah. you can come through for a marshmallow tea. We sell 50 gallons of marshmallow tea a day, uh, and that's just one flavor. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, you can get that for a dollar 50 and you can't get, you can't go to McDonald's for a marshmallow tea or a blue raspberry. No. Do. Um, and then we also have a, a, a quick turnaround. Even if there are eight cars in the line, our goal is to get someone in and out yeah. within uh, less than three minutes. And so they barely have okay. time to even scroll through TikTok in the amount of time that they're continuing yeah. to, to pull forward. And and we have a solid staff. Uh, it's it's a great yeah. the fact that we we don't you you know you're getting the product that you ordered. Most you know you yeah. now we we have you know we're human, but uh, we still have yeah. we have the best team around. I really do. Okay. So how many people does it take to run a drive-through drink operation? How many people are typically working to We usually have between three and six staff members there at all times. Three and six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is honestly a lot like when you think about it, like that's a lot for what it is. Like it is. Like, it is. The fact we, that you need that many. Is right. Crazy. Well, we, we yeah, I, uh, we're very similar to uh we we send staff out with uh with iPads so that they can actually take the orders outside and our point okay, of sale. So we like, loyalty like Chick-fil-A does. Exactly like Chick-fil-A does. Yes. So we have one person there. Yeah, we have is- uh, somebody at the register and making drinks and prepping. So it uh, during a busy time, it definitely takes six people. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, that was actually what I was going to ask is if you have been able to you know, I guess in this new age, like I feel like everything has an app and everything has a rewards program. Like, are you doing that too? Like to, to just keep these repeat customers every single day? Like, or yeah, I mean, I guess. Yes, you know, are absolutely. Are you rewards? Do you have an app? Is, is we do. Like we have an app and you can order online. Um, everything is my ginger ales. We okay. want it to make it because you can personalize it because okay. we do have so many different options. It's mygingerales.com. Yeah. Um, and then we have the app, the ginger ales app, which is um, has been a, a true asset to us. Um, but then we also um, have a loyalty program through our app and online to where our, it, our 
system even allows them to uh, remember the last few orders that they have. So someone can say, I just want my usual and it automatically pops up and we're able to make it even before they get to the window. Beautiful. I love it. Yep. I was going to say, I just used my, uh, since there's no ginger ales in Bloomington yet, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to, uh, I used my Duncan app and I'm yep. like, yep, here's my order. Yep. And drive through, go grab it. So it's like the model. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, right? Because like, that's what these other places are trying to do. It's like, you guys already have it nailed. So. We're able to use utilize um, technology and which is great for uh, something with, with our model with such a small footprint. Yeah. I think that's what has really sold us to franchisees is uh, the low price point and uh, the, the small footprint. And we already have um, uh, instituted the technology. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's a perfect segue because I'm, um, I'm curious, you know, <laughs> In terms of franchising, I've never talked to anyone that has started a franchise. I've talked to franchisees, but I've never talked to someone that's like, yeah, let's start a franchise. And, you know, I've actually, in a lot of business books that I've read, you know, franchising actually is very successful. Like there's a lot of, a high percentage of franchises succeed, which is very interesting. But I think it's just because if they do, they get a beautiful base model and then they're like, oh, we can just replicate this, which seems to be what you guys are starting to do. So I guess, you know... You didn't start off with this in mind. You said, when and at what point were you like, hey, let's franchise this. Like, this could work. We could really blow this thing up. Well, we actually looked at potentially franchising before we opened our second location. Because honestly, who would have thought that in a town of 9,000, we could sustain two locations. (laughs) But um, we, we opened the second location and we had a gentleman come to us that was very interested in expanding our business. And uh, we looked for different locations and we decided after a few meetings that it was better to um, utilize the franchising process than actually own more corporate stores. So franchising has been, uh, yeah. we, we feel like we have a solid model. Again, you know, 9,000 people with two stores. It's, it's been um, a, a solid program. And we feel like in that small of a location in Southern Illinois, in a, you know, it's more of a depressed area anyway, that in a Champagne yeah. or an Effingham or a Marion, that it will be successful. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Like you're doing this much and, you know, yeah, a tiny, tiny town. It's like all of a sudden, yeah, you get to a populated area, um, even closer, yeah, closer to the suburbs, cities. I can't even imagine what it could be. Um, so, okay, you go, I want to start a, or he goes, you should franchise this or we want to start a franchise. Like, where does that begin? Like, what are, <laughs> that's a great problem. Uh, that's a Do great question. Use- Honestly, it is a lengthy process. So we actually yeah. used a, um, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, my husband stepped in, uh, a consultant <laughs> firm that, um, that assisted us in step-by-step process. And then we also hired a franchise attorney. So that process, um, to go from point A to point B included writing entire operations manual. And, um, and it was a lengthy process that took us about, uh, 15 months. 
So we worked okay. directly uh, figuring out what kind of area we wanted to even propose and what type of um what type of what we were looking for in franchisees, um, how much money they had to have, uh, figure out exactly what their net worth and um, and just the, the personality that we wanted to work with that we thought would make a solid franchisee. And so by the time we were able to sell, we already had people in line for them. So we were very excited about that. Illinois is one of the hardest states to actually franchise in. Um, but we have extended out at, to shocking. where we, I know, shocking, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, we could franchise in now 26 states. So we're, we're hoping to, okay. I have a daughter moving to Florida and, and that's definitely in the, um, and that's a game plan to be down there in the near future. Be down in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Right, we're moving to Florida. So heck, maybe we can. Fantastic. <laughs> we can definitely connect down but, there. We'll sell, we'll sell them in. We'll sell them in Frost Buddies. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. What oh, shoot. No. Okay. So that's, that's super start. cool. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Okay. So I guess you're not, so you, are you getting regular, like, are there the regulations in the States? Is that why you're only in 26 or like, do you have to get licensing in every state to be able to franchise? You have to go through each state has different regulations to go through and they have to okay. approve your financial disclosure document, which is that what actually uh, you send to franchisees. So each state, okay. uh, some are simply registration states and then some you actually have to go through a longer process where the state goes line by line through your uh, financial disclosure document. So of course, you know, Illinois is going to be one of the, one of the most stringent. Yeah. So, <clears throat> That makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's definitely helpful for people to know um, that it's yeah not all just like rainbows and butterflies going into this. It is it definitely like. it not like a, all definitely a big. Yeah. yeah. It, it sounds like that lawyer is. Yeah. It sounds like that lawyer is very crucial uh, oh, to, yeah. to understanding this and expanding out. So and and a and good then, and a, a good franchise attorney. It's not just a general attorney. Strongly encourage attorney. a franchise attorney. Yes. Should anyone be okay. interested in franchising? Awesome. Cool. Um, so, you know, you have built this out. You're like, okay, we have 26 states and you said you have people lined up. And so I've, for me, I feel like that would be the hard part. Is that not the hard part to like get people to be like, yeah, we want a franch we want to be the franchisees? We honestly thought that we would have more. We were told that we should have we would expect about four people interested the first year, ten people interested the following year, and then it would continue to grow. Thus the pro forma, which states that, you know, we should expect 30 in three years and uh, 50, 60 and five. We actually have more than that already lined up to be within the next 18 months as far as the, the wow. two year, our two, two year goal. We, okay. um, so we're, we're ahead of that. We have not signed them, but Brock, I'm going to be honest with you. I want yeah. to make sure that I've got a few open and make sure that I've got all my ducks in a row before I go and continue to grow this, this yep. makes make sense to, I mean, especially something like this, 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to want to have it smoothly running in the first start small, baby steps, and then start sprinting. Exactly. Yeah. It makes sense. Yes. Um, Okay. That's no, I mean, that's great that you, I mean, it makes sense that if they probably see the model, they see the numbers, they're like, oh, (laughs) okay, I want to do that too. Yes. Um, So I can see that. And I mean, I don't know how much you, I guess, I don't know how much you guys disclose financially. I don't know if you're allowed to disclose any of that. Um, We disclose that in the federal disclosure document once they sign an NDA. Okay. So when they sign an NDA, then you're like, here's how much like we're grossing. Here's how much the bottom line typically should be. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, down to uh, how much exactly they will we, they will be spending down to the last scoop or spatula. Yes. Yeah. And then, so with a franchise, do they, if someone's franchise, like if they're the franchisee, are they like, how much are you splitting costs and stuff like that? Or how, do, what is the structure percentage wise look like? Cause I don't think people really know like, Hey, how much does the franchise actually make? Like, off of these operations? Honestly, it depends. There's usually a certain percentage in the royalties. You clicked out, so I didn't hear all of your question, but I'm assuming you're asking about the royalties um, and that that will be a certain certain percentage disclosed to the uh, franchisees ahead of time in the federal disclosure document. Okay. And are you allowed to say what that percentage is? Or I, least I, a general I, general rule of thumb. Generally, there it generally it could be between. Usually, they say yeah. between two and ten percent is what you guys would get. From- uh, is what a franchisor would attain. Yes. Now they, that's not just royalties. They actually also can uh, charge for many different things. We chose not to, but they could, they could be uh, charging for um, if someone takes too long to set up a franchise or if they, uh, they can nickel and dime their franchisees quite a bit, unfortunately. And they could probably, in terms of like marketing dollars, like do you guys share that? Is that like com- coming from corporate or is that kind of, or do you push that on the franchisee? That's a great question. Actually, we ask them to, uh, they, 2% goes back to us for, uh, for nation or for national marketing, but, um, and okay. then they have a specific amount that they are requested to, but ours is very, ours is probably the smallest out there. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, I could, I could ask questions all day. I know you have a hard stuff coming up for us. Um, so I guess, you know, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up here um, in terms of, you know, just with ginger ales um, and the rocket ship that it sounds like it's on, um, you know, what are your like goals in that for ginger ales? Maybe I know you've talked about three, four years, but maybe like 10 years or what are, what is the ultimate goal with this in terms of how big you're wanting to go? Wow, that's a good question. And honestly, I I don't even know. I Rock, I am just shocked at where <laughs> we're at right now. You know, uh, uh, seven years ago, I was a dietitian, and yeah. and <laughs> and now you're selling uh, this, soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like to say sugar and happiness, sugar and happiness. But um, I I would love to. I, I really couldn't answer that question. I, I really would, I would like to, we, uh, our board has sat down and said, you know, how many do you think we could, 
we will have in five years. And we all set specific goals. And um, I think 50 to 60 is a large number. And when we first start, saw the that our consultants said that easily we could hit that inner pro forma, I was shocked. But at this point, now seeing the response that we have, I could see us having 50 to 60 ginger ales little are, you know, we have the little lime green buildings popping up everywhere. I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, the lime green is great. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, no, that's awesome. No, it's no, actually I, I, rocked I, the most hideous color on the planet. Yeah. It really is. But listen, I, but, but you know what? I will tell you people notice it and they talk about it. So I don't exactly. care what color it is. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm like, you're talking to someone that loves to, loves to catch people's attention. So, <laughs> so I, I get it. Uh, That's then, what it was about. So last question, cause it just came to me. Where the heck did the name ginger ales come from? Oh, I love that question. Well, my husband and I and our two daughters are all gingers. We're all redheads. And we <laughs> we felt like having a soda shop would be great, calling it ginger ales. Um, but I, I have to tell you, before we even opened, I had several people assume that we were a liquor store. We we're going to be a drive through liquor store. And to this day, in the yellow pages, we're still under beer, beers and ales. but i'll take it i'll take it (laughs) oh my god so gingers and soda yeah i mean that's right (laughs) i love it gosh i wish i had a good i wish i had a story like that for frost buddy i just i need to make one up or something you do do. but that that one is legitimate that was a legitimate one (laughs) all right i love it and i guess where uh you know to wrap it up where can people find you or find ginger ales if they're ever you know in southern illinois i'm assuming is where they're all at right now Uh, right now we have the two locations in alney mattoon will be opening next month and then we will also open uh we uh, have already signed effingham robinson and champagne and champagne will have uh up to six locations within the next few years and that's, those are the ones, oh, wow. and Fairfield, we also have Fairfield, and those are the ones I can disclose right now. They can okay. always go to mygingerales.com to, to uh, find us on our website, though. All right. And do you guys have any social media at all? Can uh, we're, on, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And just ginger ales? And Yes. Um, yeah, my ginger ales. My ginger ales. My gin, at my ginger ales. All right, perfect. Yep, because I want people to, if they're following Frostbody, I want them to go follow you guys and help. And vice uh, versa, absolutely. We're we're on LinkedIn. I guess we're on LinkedIn and TikTok too. We we're we're yeah. going to need to talk to you about how to get some TikTok yeah. uh, <laughs> advertising. Uh, <laughs> I get asked that a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just make this a TikTok podcast. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love it. All right. Well, Julie, thank you so much. And everyone that's uh, that's been listening to the show, you know the feed. Just share the show. Share it with your friends, family. Tell them, tell them about Ginger Ales. Tell them about Frost Buddy, whatever you want to do. But please just share the show. I don't do any advertisement on this. I don't do anything else like that. Just uh, just share it for us. So, Julie, thanks so much. I, re- I really you, do appreciate Brock. it. I think it was super cool. And honestly, people are probably going to want you to come on again because I think there's a lot that we could open. This is so interesting. So, oh, I would love to. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, and everyone else. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Brock. Take care. <laughs>